Let's lift up our hands and let's love him. Come on, let's magnify the Lord. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Let's give Jesus a hand clap of praise all across this house. Hallelujah. Come on, it feels good in the house of the Lord. Let's take a moment and just give God great praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. So good to be in the house of the Lord here this Sunday afternoon, amen, to be with God's people, amen, it feels like church in the house of the Lord, how about, how do you feel, I feel good, I feel like God's going to do some great things, amen, thankful for, amen, God's people coming and gathering today, amen, our world right now is gathering and people that say they're not emotional are about to get real emotional, people that might think that church that's exuberant is a little excessive, are about to spend upwards of ten, fifteen thousand dollars for a box seat. <laughs> Some more than that. I think the average ticket's probably five, six hundred at minimum. I don't know. I haven't looked into it. Uh, maybe they've grown. This is how committed our world is to their gods, amen, and and to their entertainment. And, and uh, I'm thankful that in the midst of a generation like that, there's a committed church. Amen. Committed to worshiping God in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. At this time, we'd like to dismiss our Sunday school students and their teachers. And as they're dismissed, everybody say, God bless our Sunday school kids. God bless our teachers. Amen. If you have your Bibles, we're going to turn open to two passages of Scripture. We're going to first start in Genesis chapter 1, verse 20 through 26. And then we'll be turning to the book of Hebrews chapter 5, verse number 9. Genesis chapter 1 and verse number 20. The Bible says this, And God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life, and the fowl that may fly above in the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created great whales and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let the fowl multiply in the earth. And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. And God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, the cattle and the creeping thing, and the beast of the earth after his kind, and it was so. And God made the beasts of the earth after his kind, and the cattle of after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, 
and over the cattle and over the, all the earth and everything that creepeth upon the earth. God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And these are the areas that they have dominion. Fish of the sea, fowl of the air, and everything that creeps upon the earth. Amen. Those are three different domains that God's given us dominion. We'll talk about that at another time, but that's something worth noting. Amen. And then Hebrews chapter 5 and verse number 9. You're flipping all the way to the other side of your Bible. Hebrews chapter 5 and verse number 9. I'm going to read this in the King James Version. I'm also going to read this in the ESV for our understanding here today. <clears throat> Amen. The Bible says, and being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all that obey him. And then in the ESV, it reads it this way. And being made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation to all who obey him. And I want to preach to us for a few moments on this subject God is the source. God is the source. Would you set down your Bibles and let's lift up our hands and let's pray. Because I do believe that God's got a word for us here today. And I pray that I'll be able to preach it, amen, the way that God put it in my heart. And that we would have ears to hear and a heart to respond and life to live out that which we hear, God. Amen. I pray, Lord, that you'd help me to give this revelation that ears that are listening, God, would be able to hold on to it and to take it into every part of their life, God. This revelation that you are the source, God. We give you great praise and glory in Jesus' name. And everybody shout amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and just remind them today, God is the source. God is the source. And you may be seated. Amen. God is the source. Our world is fascinated with the question, where do I come from? In fact, I think that's, amen, a good question. It's one of the major questions in life that everybody either has asked themselves or is currently asking themselves or needs to ask themselves. Where do I come from? Uh, this world's consumed with discovering their heritage, their ethnicity, their background. This is where DNA businesses like 23andMe have really taken off in this last several years. Amen, where you can just send them a little bit of saliva and they'll uh, gather it together with everybody else's and they'll find out, uh, well, you are part this or part that. There is a fixation on learning what kind of blood runs through our veins. There is, a, there is a search amongst mankind uh, for what makes us special, what makes me unique, what makes me different. It could be that we are trying to find a future in our past. Ultimately, uh, we're looking for identity in our DNA, a sense of belonging, the question, where do I fit in? And by looking through our DNA, maybe I can find somewhere that I can associate with and I can fit in because uh, as many of us, there's so many differences 
amen, and yet there are so many similarities between us, amen, that we don't quite know anymore. We're kind of a mixing pot, melting pot, where uh, we don't no longer, we no longer really have that, where we can say, well, this group belongs here, that group belongs there. Uh, so there is this idea that if I can figure out what's running through my veins, that I can figure out where I come from, and ultimately, I can figure out where I belong. There's many here today that have been asking that question for a long time. Amen. In fact, that could be the very reason that you've come to church. Man, some people come to church uh, for all sorts of reasons. But uh, there's a lot of people you came because you are looking for a place to belong, somewhere that you can fit in, somewhere that you can associate with. And it's that search that has led many people to the house of God because you didn't find a sense of belonging in your home or in your family. You didn't find a sense of belonging amongst a certain group or demographic of society. And so you have you have left all of the superficial things and all of the, super, the superficial, amen, surface level things behind and you have come to the house of God amen looking to find out uh, whether or not you belong or whether or not you fit in amen I, I don't want to get ahead of myself but I want to tell you here today you came to the right place you came to the right house to find where you belong, to find where you fit in, amen, to find, amen, whether or not you can associate or affiliate you came to the right place Hallelujah, because you came to a house that it doesn't matter what your DNA is, what your background is, what your ethnicity is, your gender is, amen, your socioeconomic background, your heritage, none of that matters. You came to a house that goes beyond the superficial and goes beyond the super, the super amen, there's just this level, service level of life. You can come to the house of God and you can belong in this place. Somebody lift up your hands and give God praise. that have been asking that question, where do I fit in? Where do I belong? Amen. But you would have to dig much deeper than your ethnic roots and your DNA to find out where you come from and where you belong. Man, many have stopped at that surface level, amen, of belonging. Because you and I are created beings. Hallelujah. Everybody say that. I'm a created being. Hallelujah. We're not human doings. We are human beings. Amen. You and I, we are being right now. Amen. We are being in church. Hallelujah. We are currently, amen, existing and surviving and living in this moment. Amen. We are created beings. We are not evolved DNA strands. Hallelujah. Our world wants to categorize black, white, Asian, amen, Hispanic. They want to categorize, amen, and, and make these distinctions, amen, as if uh, that, that's what really makes the difference. But I want to tell you, you're more than just a DNA strand. Hallelujah. You are more than the color of your skin. Amen. You are more than the heritage you have. Hallelujah. Amen. There's a lot more going on. Amen. In, in your heart and in your mind and in your life. Amen. The world wants to somehow put you in a box and fit you in. Amen. And there's people that have associated themselves with that way of thinking. Amen. And they've allowed themselves to be boxed in. Amen. This is where you get an only white church. This is where you get an only black church. This is where you get an only Hispanic church. I want to tell you, amen, God's church doesn't see color. 
The Bible says in the last days, the world, there's going to be wars, rumors of wars, nation rising against nation, which is ethnos or ethnicity rising against ethnicity. That's the world. But I want to tell you, that ain't happening in the church because the church started with all people. It started in Jerusalem, some Jews moved to Samaria to some half-Jews, half-Gentiles. Amen. It made its way to an Ethiopian eunuch. It made its way all the way to some Gentiles and to the uttermost part of the earth. And God's kingdom says it doesn't matter if you're male or female, Jew or Greek, bond or free. You're all made to drink of one spirit. In other words, you and I fit in. You and I belong when we come to the house of the Lord, when we come back to the source, when we come back to the kingdom. Oh, somebody ought to give God a shout of praise. Hallelujah. I'm thankful he didn't leave me out because of my skin tone. I'm glad he didn't leave me out because the language I speak. I'm glad he didn't leave me out because of things that were outside my control. I thank God for welcoming me in to the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I understand that there are some there are some uh, some cultural things that are great. Amen. We should celebrate. Hallelujah. We should celebrate culture. We should celebrate differences. Amen. I think they're what make us powerful, what make us unique. But we should never allow ourselves to become boxed in as this is what I am because, amen, what you see is not all there is. Amen. You see, a, you see a white kid up here, amen, preaching to you. But what you see is not all there is. There's a lot more going on up here. And there's a lot more going on in here. Hallelujah. And there's a soul behind the image. Amen. I want to tell you, what we don't see is greater than what we do see. Amen. And if you're going to judge somebody, you ought to judge them by what you can't see. And say there's a soul there and there's more there. They go further back than what I can see. They go further back than they're 23 in me. They go... There's more to that individual than, we, than meets the eye. There's more to this church than meets the eye. What God's got going is greater. What God's got going is deeper. If we can see beyond the natural eye, what could we see? I want to tell you what we'd see. We'd see that we would see divine potential. We would, we would see, amen, what God can do through the life of a human soul. Hallelujah. Man, we are more than just DNA strands. We are not evolved strands, amen, of DNA. Amen, there's, there's people that would try to teach you opposite of that. Amen, Genesis 1 teaches us our origin. Amen. Contrary to many evolutionary theories, uh, we did not evolve from a single cell amoeba that, amen, that eventually became some form of primate. Uh, we did not come, uh, amen, from this animal or that animal. Uh, amen. It was not just, uh, amen, a single cell, uh, amen, that somehow got dropped up from space. Uh, amen. And, and, and ultimately, that's what they want you to believe if you really follow it down. That, amen, there was some sort of combustion and life came out of nowhere. I want to tell you, that sounds like creation me but uh, they want you to believe that you somehow are just nothing but a cell this is where they'll start contending uh, amen that you can kill a baby and call it abortion because they don't call it a baby anymore they call it a fetus uh, amen because if you can dehumanize it uh, you can take its life and not feel bad about it uh, because they'll just say it's just a clump of cells uh, amen but I want to tell you that clump of cells uh, is going to become potential that clump of cells could cure cancer uh, that clump that clump of cells could evangelize the rest of the world. That clump of cells could write the greatest book that's ever been written. That clump of cells could be the smartest individual that's ever lived. Amen. I want to tell you, amen, don't ever give up on potential. Don't ever let the world tell you that you are less than. 
because my source goes further back, amen, than a clump of cells. Where we come from goes further back than who my mother and father was. Come on. Who our source is goes further back, and we've got to believe, amen, God is our source. Now, now, listen, listen. I didn't, I didn't evolve from a single-cell amoeba. Amen. I'm not a clump of cells. Amen. The more I eat, the more cells I become. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's folks that wish they could kill the fat cells. You, you can try, but it's not working. Hallelujah. Amen. You can believe all you want. Now, no, listen. I didn't evolve from any primate. Now, you're, you might have, but I didn't. Hallelujah. Because I know where my source is. <laughs> No, I know some folks, they say, no, this is where we come from. And I, I understand there's a lot deeper of conversation there. But I look at them and say, you know, that's probably right for you. <laughs> that ain't right for me because I was created in the image and the likeness of God. <laughs> David put it this way. I, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Hey, man, I want to tell you, you need to stop looking down on yourself and beating yourself up. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You ought to celebrate uh, what God has created and stop giving up on yourself uh, because what God has created has beauty to it. What God has created has potential to it. What God has created has power. Oh, hallelujah. I wish somebody would lift up their hands and magnify the Lord. Come on. Clap your hands and give God some praise for a few moments. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made because my source is God. Hallelujah. Amen. The world was created. Amen. The word tells us our origin story. Amen. The world was created by the voice of God. And if you look at this, you look through Genesis chapter 1, you find that in the creative process, God operates in stages. Amen. Not in my notes, but I might as well tell you this. Don't get bothered by where you are. Because where you are is a stage God is working in. And if it ain't all happening at once, it's all right. I'm a work in process. Amen. I'm a work in progress. God is still working on me in this curtain. Now, don't stay in that season. Don't stay on that stage. If God wants to graduate you to another level, come up another level. Amen. If God wants you to stop crawling and start walking, get up on your feet, fall a few times, keep getting back up. If God wants to move you from milk to meat, grow up. Amen. But if you're in a certain stage where that's where you are, you ought to celebrate that God's working on me in this season. God's working working on my family in this season. God's working on my marriage in this season. God's working on me in this stage. Amen. Nobody today is a finished product, and you ought to thank God for it. If you ever start thinking you're a finished product, amen, I don't know if anybody buy it off the shelf. Amen, you need to start working on it and progressing and saying, God, amen, I know for a fact I'm not a finished product. Amen, but if God will help me, amen, to live a long life, I'll get a lot closer to that finished product. Amen, and that in the end of my life, I'll be a lot better than when I was when I started. Hallelujah. There's a lot of things that we got to grow into. Amen, we got to move on, but God is going to operate at whatever stage you are. Then God will operate in stages. Amen. We find that God first created the canvas in which he could work with. Amen. We see that the earth is just a mud ball. Amen. And then each day we see God adding a few things that would be necessary for the following day to even exist. He is line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little kind of creator. 
Amen. God works in sequence. Amen. He starts making progress. Amen. And when we when we see, amen, what God does and how God does it, uh, amen, God working in stages and in sequence, creating in this day what will be needed in the next day. Uh, amen. We find that God, uh, amen, creates an atmosphere. An atmosphere always precedes life. God would create the necessary atmosphere for life to propagate before he ever spoke that life into existence. Before he created fish, he created water for their atmosphere. Before he created cattle, he created fields and foliage that they could eat. Before he created birds, he created the sky that they could fly in and trees and mountains that they could nest in. Uh, these atmospheres weren't just necessary for life. Uh, they were the source of that life itself. When God created the fish, he actually spoke to the waters, amen, and that water brought forth the fish. When he created the birds, he spoke to the waters above or of the sky and the firmament, and he said, let there come forth fowl that will fly in the air. And when he spoke to cattle and everything that creeps upon the earth, he spoke to the earth and said, let it bring forth cattle and everything that creeps upon the earth, because this was to be uh, their environment. Uh, this was to be their source. Uh, this was to be their habitat. Uh, this was the source of their existence. Uh, this was the source of their life. Hallelujah. When God, amen, spoke to the waters, he said, this is where the fish are going to dwell. When he spoke to the sky, he said, this is not only where the birds are coming from, but this is where the birds are going to dwell. This is going to be their ecosystem. This is going to be their habitat. And when he spoke to the earth, uh, he said, everything, uh, amen, might be able to swim for a moment, but it doesn't belong in the ocean. Uh, I'm going to give it a place to rest its feet. And this is what Genesis 1.26 really means. When it says, God said, let us make man after our image and after our likeness. There are people that would try to convince you that God was speaking to a third or second part of a fictitious trinity. But I want to tell you, God wasn't speaking to nobody else. You just got to read the Bible in its context. God was following the pattern and showing us, amen, that if fish, amen, the source of life for the fish was the water, and if the source of life for the birds was the air, and if the source of the cattle was the ground, I want to remind humanity for the rest of their existence every time they open up the first chapter of my book, amen, that the source of life is none other than God himself. Hallelujah. I wish somebody clapped their hands and give God praise. Amen. I'm about to bring some, hopefully, a revelation to somebody. Amen. I want to tell you, you might have been formed in the dirt. God might have shaped you from the mud. But I want to tell you, the source of life and the atmosphere of your life is none other than God Almighty. You and I come from the Almighty God. This is why we can be in His image. This is why we can be in His likeness. Because we come from the source of life itself. Jesus said, I'm the way, uh, the truth, and the life. Uh, I want to preach to somebody. Uh, you didn't come uh, from a single cell amoeba. I want to tell you where you really come from. Uh, you come from God himself. Don't misunderstand me. You are not God, but you and I, source comes from God. Our beginning comes from the beginning. Our the source of our strength, the source of our life. It all goes back to God himself. Amen. This lets us know you and I need God. 
light proceeded from the atmosphere that God created. If you get the wrong atmosphere, you either get a different life or the life you wanted can't exist. You ever seen a fish in the tree? I've never seen a fish climb a tree. And if you did, there was probably a hurricane. You ever seen a bird swimming down the Mariana Trench? Now, I've seen birds dive into water, but I've never seen a bird swimming down to the bottom of the ocean. I want to tell you why. Because that's not their source. I'm coming for somebody right now. You and I belong in God's presence. We did not come from another source. Even Paul declared that in him we live, in him we move, and in him we have our being. Amen. Can I preach to somebody that outside your source you can't live? Outside your source you can't survive. Outside your source you won't make it. Outside your source your marriage won't make it. Outside your source your walk with God won't make it. Outside your source your worship life won't make it outside your source your business won't make it you got to get in your source oh somebody ought to give God praise Come on, outside your source you can't live. Amen, if a fish is out of water, amen, all the fishermen in the house of the Lord, you know what it is to have a fish out of water. You catch it, amen, what's it do? It starts flopping around. There's some folks been flopping around for too long. You've been flopping around through life. Amen. But God didn't call you to flop around. He called you to swim. He didn't call you to survive. He called you to thrive. He didn't call you just to barely make it. He called you to have a personal revival. Amen. Where you don't just flop around to your job, flop around to your marriage, flop around in your walk with God. No. Amen. He said if you get back to your source, you'll swim deeper than you ever were. If you get back to your source, you'll fly higher than you ever did. If you get back to your source, you'll run like you never thought you could run. Why? Because I got where I belong. I got where I fit in. I got back to my source. Somebody ought to give God. God praise. You get a fish out of water, what do you gotta do? You either eat it or you throw it back. You gotta get the fish back in the water or it won't survive. I'm preaching better than you think right now. Outside of God's presence, you and I are just slowly dying. Oh, I'm doing fine, Pastor. No, 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 no. You're gasping for air right now. Your gills don't work outside of the water. Hallelujah. Amen. And if you have lungs, you don't work under the water. Amen. There's some folks that are trying to make it with a tank on their back and do some scuba diving without God. Amen. But God's saying you can do this for a moment, but eventually your tank's going to run out. And whatever you've been holding on to, or as I preached last week, leaning on, that's going to fade. And you're going to realize real quick, I can't breathe underwater. Amen. Can I preach to somebody outside his presence? You and I are slowly dying outside of our soul. You and I are slowly dying. We got to get back to our source, and his name is Jesus. Well, preacher, I feel dead inside. Well, preacher, I'm anxious. I'm stressed. I'm depressed. I'm worn out. I'm broken. I'm lost. I'm jaded. I'm bitter. I'm powerless. I'm hopeless. So on and so forth. You fill in the blank. However you're feeling today, amen, cannot preach. You need to be thrown back into your source. 
You need some. God sent a preacher uh, to pick you up uh, and throw you back in the water. Uh, God sent a preacher to help mend your broken wings so you can get back in the air. Amen. Because birds that don't fly become easy prey. Uh, and God wants you to soar above the storm. Uh, storms kill birds uh, that stay in the bottom of the storm. Uh, but an eagle flies outside. Uh, and you can survive in the atmosphere God puts you. You can survive in the source God puts you. But you got to be thrown back into it. Oh, somebody lift up your hands. Let's pray. I'm just about done preaching, but somebody needs to pray. Come on, there, there's some folks. You said amen today, but you're gasping for air. You said praise the Lord, preacher, but you're gasping for air. And God sent a preacher to throw you back into your source. And your source is not your job. Your source is Jesus. Your source is not even your spouse. Your source is Jesus. Your source is not your bank account. Your source is Jesus. Your source is not naming what the doctor said. Your source is Jesus. Man. A light bulb needs to be plugged in and connected to its source to have power. Amen. You can have the nicest light bulb, prettiest light bulb ever created. But if you don't plug it in to a source, if you don't plug it into some electricity, you won't shine. There's some folks you've been too dim for too long because you haven't been plugged into the right source. You know, you get the wrong light bulb on the wrong wattage, it'll either explode the light bulb or it won't work right. And that light bulb would be too dim. There's some folks wonder why they aren't living up to their potential. You're plugged into the wrong things. But if you get plugged into enough power, if you... If you get enough wattage and enough ampage in your life and plug it into what really counts, all of a sudden you'll smile like you never smiled before. You'll shout like you never shouted before. Amen. Well, haven't you gone through troubles and struggles and trials? Yes, I have. But I'm plugged into something that's brighter than me, stronger than me. Can I preach to somebody? You need to get back to your source, uh, and you need to plug in. Uh, you need to get back to your source and plug yourself in because you ain't got no power. Uh, amen. Standing next to the, amen, the outlet. Uh, you don't get any power staring at the outlet. Uh, you got to get plugged into the outlet. Uh, you, you can come to church and stare, but until you plug into God in this house, uh, you won't get any power. Uh, but the moment you come to church, uh, amen, and plug yourself in, all of a sudden you get power to overcome. You get power to be more than a conqueror through him that loves you. you got to plug yourself into the sword. Oh, somebody ought to shout and give God praise. You know what? Let me just say this. We don't need any more off-the-grid Christians. Hey, listen, we live in Nevada, home of off-the-grid people. But they don't want the government around. They want to collect their own rainwater. They, they got the generator. Amen, I think there's part of that's all right. Amen, I think you need a little bit of that. But, amen, too much that'll make you weird. Beans and bunkers. No, we ain't beans and bunkers. I'm in the world, not of the world. But I promise you this, if I don't associate with people in the world, I'll never win them to Jesus. God has not called us to isolation. God called us to separation. Yeah, I look a little different. I worship a little different. Yes, I go to church multiple times a week. I pray every day. Yes, I read my Bible. That makes me a little different. But I'm also going to be, amen, hanging out with the sinner, uh, trying to win him to Jesus. Because uh, I'm not afraid they're going to steal any power from me because I'm not a battery, honey. I'm plugged into the source. 
Well, I don't know if I can associate with these kind of people. They, they might drain me out. Yes, if you're a battery, you'll get drained out. But if you're plugged in, ain't nobody going to train you. Well, I'm burned out. I ain't burned out. I'll tell you why. I'm plugged into the source, and my power doesn't come from how many people draw off of me. My power comes from the thing I'm plugged into, and if I get plugged in to this or that, I might get burned out, but I'll tell you what you do. You plug yourself into Jesus, and you get your strength from him, and everything that goes out, everything that flows out is being replaced by the Holy Ghost that flows in. It's a river, not a reservoir. It's a moving, living water, not a stagnant pond. It's a well springing up. You got to get plugged into the well. You got to get connected to the river and let it flow. Oh, somebody ought to shout and give God praise. Come on. Let's take a moment and give God glory. Where's your source at? Plug into your source. Connect to your source. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I got to talk about this for a moment because there's people that got that off the grid mentality. I'll create and generate my own energy with this little windmill I made out of paper plates. Broken hubcaps. And to get a jump start, I'm going to use a little bit of battery. This is why you always need a jump start from other people. You're always dying and everything's falling because you're trying to live off the grid. When people start missing church, they're just like one inch from backsliding. Hallelujah. Could I put a plug for church? You need to be at church. Praise God, everybody here today. Super Bowl Sunday, you could have been at home, but you're at church. God bless you. Why? Because you know where your source comes from. But when you disconnect, amen, you just watch people for a moment. They disconnect. They start slowly but surely pulling back. What's happening? Amen. Eventually, they might have a lot of reserves. They might have some good lithium batteries in their life. They might have some good habits. Amen. But you can't escape any action you do in life. Eventually, the repercussions will come back on you. And when you disconnect from the power source, it may not be today. It may not be tomorrow. You might make it five years. Amen. Still claim to be a Christian. But if you don't connect back in, you will lose power. Can I preach? You might have enough oil to make it to heaven. You might have enough oil in your lamp to make it to heaven, but there's not enough to share with somebody else. There's not enough to burn brighter than you ever burn. There's not enough to reach your full potential. But if you stay connected and plugged in, you won't only just make it to heaven. You'll reach the apex of what God has for you. But you got to get back to the source. I came to preach today. You got to get back to the source and get connected. Connected to the river and get connected to the power of the Holy Ghost. Somebody ought to stand and lift up your hands and magnify the Lord. Somebody ought to clap your hands and shout with a voice of triumph. Come on. Come on, get connected to your source. What are you doing at church? I'm getting connected to my source. Why you worship like that? I'm getting connected to my source. Why are you giving God glory? I'm getting connected to my source. Come on, God is the source. 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 Whatever you made the source, erase it. God is the source. God is my source. God is my source. Musicians, if you could come, you got to connect back to your source and get your life back. You can hold a fish out of water for a little bit, it'll flop around. It'll start counting the days till it dies. 
the moments till it dies, but you put that fish back in water, it's gone. And man, it's got new life. It forgot that you caught it on that hook. It'll probably go back for another worm. You know, there's some folks, the devil's got you baited. Hallelujah. He knows what tempts you. The Bible says every man is drawn away of his own lust. What, what, what tempts you and what you desire is not what I desire. Hallelujah. You may never tempt me with a Corvette, but you might tempt me with a trip to Hawaii. <laughs> you know what I mean? You might tempt me with a ribeye steak. I don't know. We'll see. But so, so there's other people. They're tempted to stay home and watch Super Bowl today. I'm not tempted by that. So you're going to have to fight through whatever's tempting you. Right? There's some folks that came to church today, and you know what they've done? They made a declaration. Devil, you put it on the line, but it didn't affect me. I didn't bite the bait. I didn't take the bait because I know there's a line on the other side, and it might be just a little bit, but all it needs is a little tug, and I'm out of the water. All it takes is a little bit, and you're out of the source. And the devil comes by. Amen. He sees problems. Amen. You start fighting with your spouse. Amen. He knows what tempts you. He starts, amen, bringing this around. And all of a sudden, you're on social media later than you should be. Amen. Something comes along. And all of a sudden, you're, amen, on your phone. Amen. Late at night. Amen. One link clicks to another. And he starts messing. What is that? That's bait. He's trying to pull you out of your source. But when you feel powerless, amen, and in those moments, you got to connect back in and say, God, God, you're my source. God, you're my source. And I need strength from you. And I need power from you. Amen. When you're feeling dead, you need to connect back to the source of life. When you're feeling depressed, you need to connect back to the source of your joy. When you're feeling grief and sadness, you need to connect back to peace. When you feel like there's nothing going to change, you need to connect back to hope. You need to connect back to your power. God is my source. I can't speak for you today. God is my source. Feel the Holy Ghost. Somebody lift up your hands and let's pray. Come on, who's your source today? What's your source today? God is my source. Feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Somebody pray. Come on. There's some folks you've been baited by the devil. He's trying to pull you out of the water. You need to keep swimming, honey. Come on. Come on. Just keep swimming. You got to keep moving. You got to get away from that. You got, I know it's tempting you, but you got to get away from it. You got to separate whether that friend is not a good influence and they are, they've been pulling you out. You, and you're not pulling them into the water. They're pulling you out of the water. You need to separate yourself. You need to disconnect yourself because it's bait. The Bible declares every good and perfect gift proceeds from God. Which lets me know God is the source of every good and perfect gift. Whether it is healing, victory, blessing, or love, the source comes from Jesus. It's all in Him. That's why we believe in one God. Moses asked what God's name was, and God looked right back at him and said, I am that I am. One translation says, I will be what I will be. 
God told Moses, go back and tell the people and tell them, I am that I am has sent you. Anytime somebody wasn't sure how God was going to accomplish bringing them out of Egypt, they were reminded that God will be whatever his people needs because God was letting them know, I am the source of everything that you need. God will be what his people need him to be. When they needed victory, he brought them peace and victory because he is a victor. When they needed deliverance, he is deliverance, and he brought that. No matter what the children of Israel needed, the great I am uh, was willing to be whatever his people needed him to be. Uh, And the powerful thing about the name of Jesus uh, is that the great I am is all wrapped up in the name of Jesus. Uh, This is why the Bible says that in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead, bodily and when you call on the name of Jesus whatever you have need of he's the source of it when a blind man needed to see he called on the name of Jesus and Jesus was his healer when Lazarus was dead for four days amen Jesus was the resurrection and the life when the people needed understanding he was their teacher and he was their rabbi when the leper needed to be cleansed he was the high priest declaring you are clean when 5,000 were hungry, amen, didn't have anything to eat. Jesus was their provider. And when sin demanded death, amen, for the human race, he became our perfect sacrifice because God's the source. And God would not let anything else be the source. He was going to be the healer so nothing else could take the place of healer. God is the source of our strength. God is the source of our joy. God is the source of our peace. God is the source of our hope. God is the source of our healing. God is the source of our life. Amen. Come on, somebody. He's the way for the lost. He's rest for the weary. He's anchor for the storm, battered sailor. He's truth for those that have been deceived. He's a healer for the sick. He's light for those that sit in darkness. He's a door to those that feel trapped and claustrophobic. Amen. He's the provision for the destitute. He's the comfort for the hurting. He's the friend of the lonely. He's the resurrection and the life to those that feel dead. Amen. And those that feel powerless, he is the source of all power. Lift up your hands and let's pray. I'm done preaching. Come on. He's your source today. You walked in this house and you have needs. Come on, maybe you're feeling broken. He's the one that can repair every bit of brokenness. Maybe you feel sick. He's the one that can heal every sickness. He's the source. But you got to go back and plug yourself into the source and say, God, I need you. I need you. I need you. God, I need to go back amen, to where my power comes from. I need to go back to where my strength comes from. I need to go back to where my hope comes from. I need to go back to where my help comes from. Somebody pray in this house. Come on, is God your source? Is God your source? 
Come on, you can't live without God as your source. He's your atmosphere. He's the origin. He's the beginning. He's where you fit in. He's where you belong. Amen. He's where you need to be. Wherever God is, that's where you need to be. Wherever the presence of God is, that's where you need to be. Amen. That's where you're going to find healing. That's where you're going to find hope. That's where you're going to find joy and peace. I want to open up this altar. Would you come down to the front? Amen. In this altar, you can connect back to the source. Amen. In this altar, you can plug back into God. Come on, somebody pray. I'm not just preaching this because there's, amen, I feel that there's people that disconnect. No, I'm preaching this, amen, to remind us where our source is. Amen. Don't let the devil unplug you. Don't let the devil unplug you. Plug in. Bring your family down to the altar and say we're going to be plugged in as a family. Bring your marriage down to the altar and say we're going to be plugged in as a family. You want your family to be saved? Plug in. You want your kids to be saved? Plug in. You want your ministry to work out? Plug in. You want your future to work out plug in you want your business to succeed plug in that's where your strength comes from that's where your joy comes from that's where your peace comes from come on somebody pray come on he's whatever I need he's all that I need come on somebody pray right now of life I can't believe Come on. There's some folks plugging in right now. Come on, if you're visiting with us today, you can receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's the power of God living on the inside of you. Wherever you are, you can be plugged in. No matter what you go through, you can be plugged in. Come on, it's a river inside you. It's a well inside you. It's power inside you. Come on, it's an outlet inside you. You got to plug into it. Bye. 
The Holy Ghost is throwing you back in the river. The Holy Ghost is throwing you back in the source. Let him do it in this altar. Let him do it today. Reconsecrate. Reconsecrate. Reconnect. Lord, 